good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national and Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. They are, Robert. And this portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. What a great organization. Hey, we're it's Friday and we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish and we are just checking in. We always have a, a great show with you and talk about what's going around in the state and specifically what you're doing. And uh, again, you, it looks like you got a big week ahead of you and also you've done a lot since we've last talked. So again, welcome. Thank you. Matakiape, everybody. It's uh, it hardly feels like it's been a week already, but what a what an incredibly very very quick week that <laughs> that happened, and um, you know I think we're all just staying very very busy these days. Absolutely, what uh, you got a a lot of prep and things like that. You're going to be heading out of town, I hear. Uh, talk a little bit about that, maybe. Yeah, um, I was invited by the um, American Federation of Teachers. They're having a conference down in Houston, Texas. And as a former teacher, um, and I think a lifelong educator, um, I was invited to join a number of other um, women to um, be in a, a table talk around um, uh, um, human rights and uh, women's rights and uh, indigenous rights as well. And so there'll be me representing as the, um, you know, as a Native American, and then um, there'll be somebody else from across the, the country that will be giving the perspective of, um, of, uh, of from the uh, Native, so we Native American, the African American, the Latinx, the Asian American, um, we all have, you know, we'll be kind of bringing that our perspective and our life experiences uh, to the to that discussion uh, under that uh, that that table from the AFT. So it'll be really interesting. I think I'll be interested in hearing and seeing what the other uh, women have to say. You know, it's interesting, and I have found uh, a lot of similarities, especially when we uh, reach out with our BIPOC relatives, but also it, it, sometimes it changes from state to state, too, in a lot of things. So, yeah, I bet you imagine it will be very interesting. Yeah, I um, uh, I just pulled it up, and uh, Representative Barbara Jordan, who is the first African-American woman elected to Congress from Texas, is going to be our keynote um, speaker there. And um, back in the day, 1976, you know, she she made a statement that went, you know, what the people want is simple. They want an America that is good as its promise. That is that as a nation, we live up to our historic promise of equality and opportunity. Um, and as we all know, the promises, historic promises and equality, especially for our folks of color and our Native American communities, um, they just haven't lived up to that. And so we'll have, a, I think, a lively discussion on those cases and how um, the communities that we represent um, are affected by those broken promises and how we're doing to get around it and, you know, do better with less. Yeah, I always think, too, um, the 1% and the other people, they want to uh, divide us. So it's always good to go to uh, things like like this and hear what everyone has to say. So we find a, com uh, a common ground. Yeah, I mean, at the legislature, you know, there often are times to um, break apart or fracture 
um, groups or caucuses that are working on oftentimes touchy situations or uncomfortable legislation. I mean, I think around this, this whole issue in the Middle East is certainly um, doing that at this time. But here in Minnesota, we have what we call the Posse Caucus, People of Color and Indigenous. Um, I, it, we began this caucus when I was in the Minnesota House and uh, the number of folks of color that were getting elected uh, every two years, because you have to get elected every two years in the House, it was growing and growing. And so we came together as um, a solid unit. I mean, a really solid unit and um, support each other as we go forward on a lot of the legislation that affects folks of color. And um, we have that in the Senate as well. So we have the House and Senate Posse Caucus. And there, you know, there are always people that are trying to, you know, put a fission between all of us, fracture us off, um, uh, because we're a growing powerhouse, you know, we really do. I mean, there have been times where the Posse Caucus has been able to um, do better legislation with the leverage that we have. And so, um, you know, that's always the name of the game. But I think when, um, you know, those groups that would like to divide and conquer us realize how, how strong we are, um, they find other ways to annoy us. You know, it's just like... <laughs> mosquitoes if they can't get in the house they're going to find a way to get in another way so right well and it's it, for us to be aware too because we kind of you kind of touched on uh, what's happening uh overseas and there's many ways whether it's media or uh you know messaging that can you know make us mad i know one of the things that was really weird messaging is, you know, when they were sending uh, people from the border to New York and the big messaging to uh, our African-American relatives was that these people are going to take your services away because they're coming to New York. And that's just a huge, big, big lie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Um, anytime there's a group that comes in that needs that special attention um, they need that support right from the start. There are those that will look at it as not as a, like, look at this, these great new people that are coming to our community to become community members, um, to work in our community, to have homes and build a future in our community. They look at, at, as it, at them as they're taking away from us. And I just always think, right. you know, in the history of the United States, there's always been immigrants. There's always been immigration. And it's always the newest group that seems to get, you know, trod on so horribly by the other group. And then they start to, you know, like you said, um, bat, beat each other against each other so that okay. so that they, they don't build those alliances. And I just wish... I just wish humanity was not like that. This has just been a really hard week when you look around at, at the inhumanity. So yeah. heavy yeah. burdens. Yeah, really, really good point there. I just got to remind you too that um, we're natives are the non-immigrants here and we were right. open-handed to the Europeans until they kept on coming and coming and taking and taking. So yeah. um, talking out of both sides of their mouth because like you said, everybody except uh, us Native Americans are immigrants and mm -hmm. treated uh, uh, better and remember that. So mm -hmm. we have a short memory here in this country. Well, you know what it's like. Um, we are always educating people around the accurate history of, of, uh, of America. It's, it's interesting, you know, with what's going on in the Middle East and the language that's being used, um, like colonizer and settler and those sort of things. Um, talk about, well, maybe when we come back, we should talk about it because I think we just have a, a few seconds left um, about our GOP members trying to um, take that language and use it against us. Yeah. Well, they're good at that. And uh, one of the funny things too is uh just nationally too how the republicans are trying to blame the democrats for not uh selecting a speaker and uh it's like what 
what world is this? But I think when they when they uh, voice that out to their constituents, and that's all the news that they get is this uh, lies. Uh, they say it enough times, people do believe it. So yeah, we're we're worried about that, and especially with AI coming up here in this next election cycle. So hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish. Uh, we'll be right back after this short break. This is Native Ritz Radio. Stay with us. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The Electric Fetus is hosting a special after-hours clearance sale this Friday night from 6 to 10 p.m. Over 4,000 new records are 60% off. 1,000 used vinyl titles and 2,000 used CD titles are only 99 cents each. The gift department has hundreds of items marked way down, some starting at just a quarter, while almost everything else is 20% off. So do some night shopping at the Electric Fetus with their after-hours clearance sale this Friday from 6 to 10 p.m. Find the Electric Fetus at 2000 South 4th Avenue or at electricfetus.com. When a drunk driver hit my car, the structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That's it. That's the ad. I don't think I need to add anything else, but I'll gladly mention their sales team is attentive and friendly. Their service department is the best in the state and their vehicles. You can put a lot of faith in the quality and safety of a Toyota vehicle. The structural integrity and safety features of my Toyota Sienna saved my life. I will always own one. That says it all. Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of Minneapolis on 394. Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612-373-3333. For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with State Senator uh, Mary Kunish and uh, Minnesota State Senator. And it's it's Friday and uh, we're talking about the week ahead and the week behind us. And uh, we got in a little discussion here before the uh, break. And uh, maybe we can rejoin that a little bit and talk a little bit about uh, the insanity of our relatives that are called Republicans. Oh, mm. wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in Minnesota, our Democrats have the majority in the house, the Senate and the governor's office. And so, um, you know, our policies are going to be the policies that are going to, to pass during the legislative session. And, you know, I honestly believe that that every dollar that we spend, that every policy that we create is towards the end of um, being good stewards of each other, good stewards of the lands, and really looking out for the future, for the next, you know, seven generations, as we like to say. Um, but we get, we get pushback from our GOP members, no surprise there. But what's interesting is um, now how they are trying to, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, putting um, uh, a wedge between groups. Mm -hmm. And I think the Republicans have decided that that's what their MO is going to be because, right. you know, we had that issue with our SROs. That was a big wedge right. issue. Now the Middle East is a huge wedge, wedge issue. Um, and now there's this letter to uh, the governor, Governor Walls from Republicans, that um, is asking him to uh, uh, a revision of the newly accepted social studies standards. Mm 
<laughs> and um, so they want to uh, the governor to direct the commissioner of education to immediately retract the notice of intent to adopt these new standards. And these new standards are new in, in that they tell the real authentic history of, of our countries. You know, um, mm -hmm. we just had indigenous people's day, the right. legislature instructed schools to provide at least just one hour on that day of some kind of authentic instruction for their students. Many schools did not. Many, many schools did not. And I'd like to know personally why that that is. Um, but um, there's no information in our social studies standards that that would help. Well, there is, but it's 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 minimal and it's kind of glazed over and it's not really in true and authentic. And so um, the, the our GOP members uh, want us to convene a new stakeholder group to remove the harmful and hateful language currently included in the proposed standards. Um, and while I agree with them that hate has no place in our school or our academic standards, um, their issue are with words um, like settler, colonialism, anti-colonialism, um, all of those things. And they are, um, they're connecting it to what's going on over in the Middle East. Wow. So they're taking it totally out of context and distorting the whole, um, uh, you know, the objective of the curriculum and the new standards and you know this is just another example of of how they they're going to attempt to to put that wedge between us but that's all they can do i mean they've got nothing else to do because they're pretty powerless not being in the majority yeah they're the party uh again uh for nothing and they are the chaos caucus here now yeah. and it's not just nationally it's locally too and it's it's sad because, you know, Mary, you're roughly the same age as I. It wasn't that way before. We'd had, mm -hmm. uh, which we had Republicans, governors, senators that would now wouldn't even recognize the Republican Party because they were doing what they could for the, their people and not uh, doing things that would just make one person happy, a former president or, or whatever. But it's just an, insane. Yeah, it's really hard and it's really heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, it's no fun being in the minority. I'll, I'll admit that. But, you know, I for one and I would say 100 percent of my members would happily work with the Republicans in a really positive, positive way um, and not a destructive way. And that just that just hasn't been possible. There's a couple examples of where, you know, there's good friends, Republicans and Democrats have been good friends um, mm -hmm. in, you know, in public. And then uh, when the time comes to support each other, for whatever reason, you know, it's just not possible. And so I would love to be able to have that kind of a, a you know, positive relationship with our GOP members, but I just, I don't see it anytime soon. Well, they say so, so crazy things like teachers are indoctrinating people. And let me tell you, if I could add that kind of power over my students, the boys would be wearing <laughs> deodorant and they would be off their phones. So give yeah. me a break. I know. I, I know. I hear that. Uh, I I hear you. It's it's a big issue. And, you know, it really I, how, how much of this is tied to the mental health crisis in our country. I don't know. But I had a really great discussion with the Division of Indian Works. Um, they convened a meeting this week to uh, talk about how we can address some of these issues, these mental health issues um, in our students and in our community. And, and um, I really want to thank them over there for and. Uh, Senator Kelly Morrison came from um, her neck of the woods to to join us, and um, it it's such an important thing. It, uh, everything that's going on just weighs heavy on our minds and our hearts and our souls, and it certainly has uh, a, a negative and you know mental stress to each one of us. I mean, I've been walking around with a knot in my stomach for days, and. Um, we just need to stop doing this to each other in, in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
and again, the chaos caucus, and we touched a little bit too, just how, uh, they can't get a, uh, house speaker. Uh, we have house speaker now that's running. That was, uh, a big part of January 6th that will be third in line. If he would win also has really big issues with, uh, alleged, uh, sexual misconduct as a wrestling coach and covering up. So, uh, I, it just amazes me uh, that they can talk out of both sides of their mouth. You know, they mm-hmm. want um, they wanted Hillary to go to jail in 2015, and now they uh, be, uh, and now they don't want Trump to go in jail because he's running for president. So, I mean, again, yeah. speaking out of both sides of the mouth. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Haley, how do you feel, Gen Z? You got to get these people out. You know, I know we're trying, and it's it's heartbreaking. I wish I could say I didn't see this coming. Um, growing up, just with the way that America was on course to run, and it's it's really disappointing, and it's scary to think about the type of future that I'm gonna have, and you know, maybe my future kids are gonna have, and. I just know that the whole Gen Z were we're ready for some po- positive change here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think uh for me Haley and Mary, I I think the most surprising thing for me in the last 5 6 years is how really delicate uh our government is. Um how one person could really really uh done some major damage if it came to uh, you know biden's election and turning it into something totally different and then having uh, a trump in there still because uh he's looking for ten thousand votes and he's having asking pence not to sign the election and how how uh delicate our 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 uh, our uh government is yeah I mean, we really came close to <laughs> a big mess mm. if if uh, if Trump had had a second term. I, I just can't even imagine what would be going on right now. I, it would be a whole different world that we're living in. And like you said, it can even in local elections, it can be just the difference between one or two or five or ten votes that that can flip things and. Um, you know, it might not always flip for the good. Right. And uh, I, I don't know what the long game plan is because, uh, well, and, and I don't, yeah, it's just amazing here. And you, we look at uh, Haley here on this uh, live feed and it's just like, yeah, I I, I thought things were bad in, uh, with Nixon uh, and then, <laughs> then Reagan and then Bush wasn't very smart. And then the next Bush wasn't very, very smart, but he got elected twice. And uh, so it, it, the pendulum always goes way, swings way left and then way right. And hopefully it's swinging way back left again. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, it is here in Minnesota and we're thankful, very thankful uh, to be Minnesotans. Uh, yesterday we had uh, Agard on, Senator Agard from Wisconsin and, you know, it's hard to listen to what they're going through for many reasons. They want to legalize marijuana and she's going on a tour for that, but it's also deeper than that. How our neighboring state is in a couple of our neighboring states are really struggling and are under, you know, Republican rule. And that's why they're struggling. Yeah. Well, thank goodness we're living in Minnesota and we put out some tobacco for our neighbors Across the Midwest, because that could easily be us. Hey, we're yeah. here. With, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and we'll be right back after the short message. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents. I'm awake. Stay with us. The Electric Fetus is hosting a special after-hours clearance sale this Friday night from 6 to 10 p.m. Over 4,000 new records are 60% off. 1,000 used vinyl titles and 2,000 used CD titles are only 99 cents each. The gift department has hundreds of items marked way down, some starting at just a quarter, while almost everything else is 20% off. So do some night shopping at the Electric Fetus with their after-hours clearance sale this Friday from 6 to 10 p.m. 
Find the Electric Fetus at 2000 South 4th Avenue or at electricfetus.com. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and Stronghearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Stronghearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Stronghearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. The Mary T. family of companies serves seniors and people with a wide range of disabilities. We provide home health care, hospice services, and accessible rental housing. This is Mary T., and we'd like you to join us. We're hiring direct care professionals, CNAs, nurses, and other support services. Our mission is to provide quality, personalized services to meet the unique and evolving needs of the people that we serve. Join a Minnesota family-owned company that was founded on a history of care. Apply today at MaryTInc.com slash careers. Boujou, hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov slash careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388. Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612-373-3333. For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for clear skies tonight with a low around 49, Saturday partly sunny with a high near 58, and Sunday sunny with a high near 59. Discover the magic of Crooner's Supper Club. From the incredible shows to the cozy ambiance of Maggie's Lounge, there's no better place to spend an evening with friends, family, or that special someone. Crooner's Supper Club is located off Moore Lake and Highway 65. More at croonersloungemn.com. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Geez, that sounds like a good group to support. I'm all about it. Hey, we're back here uh, with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, it's our Friday show. It's pretty laid back, and what's going on? I know we talked about some past events, and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about what's coming up this week and what you've heard, State Senator, because sometimes we don't hear the same things that uh, that uh, Moccasin Highway isn't always, uh, or the smoke signals, or however you get your uh, information mm-hmm. isn't always out there for everyone. So welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I did mention that I'll be heading down to um, Houston, Texas on, uh, for a, an event on Saturday, but uh, the new movie is coming out. Um, Killer of the Flower Moon. Yeah, and I am looking very much forward to to seeing that. I've read the book, mm-hmm. and you know some uh, some facts around the whole situation there, and so I am looking forward to to seeing the movie and um, 
I've heard good reviews, but then I've also heard that maybe it doesn't have enough of the the native uh, um, perspective. So I guess it's up to us to decide. Well, I'm just uh, happy that a story like this could be told because uh, it's been hidden for so long. And uh, uh, how it's being told is, you know, you have Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and uh, and those guys, and they're speaking, they're telling the story. And a lot of the story has to do with uh, the beginning of the FBI. And yeah. I know during production, they changed it more from what happened to the Native Americans as opposed to... Uh, how the FBI started. So there, there has been some switch. Um, of course, you know, when you don't have natives, uh, telling their own story, you know, that's, that is an issue, but we I think we're grateful that the story's come coming out. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, really quite what, what it is, it's based on a, a book and the author, David Grun, um, and traces the the really horrifying series of killings that rocked the um, Choctaw Nation. Was it the Choctaw Nation? Uh, Gosh. It's Osage, isn't it? Osage. Osage. I'm sorry. The Osage Nation. And um, it it was all due to the fact that the the Osage folks had um, money from oil and oil earnings and through a lot of really nefarious uh, ways, um, non-natives infiltrated those families and then um, set out to eliminate them. And so it's really fascinating. And because of that, because of these killings, um, they brought in the investigators and it was kind of the beginning of the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, because at that level, you know, native, communities and tribes and reservations are still under federal purview. And so it went to the federal investigators to investigate these murders. So it should be pretty fascinating. Right. And Osage uh, tribal members were uh, per capita the richest people in the world. Mm-hmm. They were pushed on a, a rock and removed and moved to this area. And by a, stro- a stroke of luck, they... Uh, they uh, still uh, own their air and uh, ground rights, and they struck oil right at the right time there and became super rich. In order to steal those rights, they married into the family, and it was just like a huge, huge conspiracy that was yeah. going on and on about uh, m- uh, the mineral rights and uh, also the murders of uh, these Native American uh women and uh, men and it was yeah i mean it was women like these guys would marry women actually right. have a kid or two and then kill them off right it was atrocious so um that'll be another good discussion for us but tonight there is an interesting discussion that i don't think that i can get to but um i really really hope to there's a book discussion um on Rebecca Claren's book, The Cost of Free Land. Mm. Um, and that's at the Minnesota History Museum uh, Center tonight at from 7 to 8.30. I have my little granddaughters with me tonight, and I don't know how they would do. Maybe I'll make them sleep, take a late nap while they're napping now. But, um, yeah, this this book, um, is it's an award-winning book. It's cost the. It's called the cost of free land, Jews, Lakota, and an American inheritance. Mm. And um, after the book talk, there'll be a discussion with Chris Danebrook from the Indian Land Tenure Foundation, and Robin Dorosho of the Jewish History Society of the Upper Midwest. And the uh, um, the book basically is an investigation of the federal policies that gave her ancestors, who happened to be Russian Jews fleeing oppression, Mm -hmm. um, land and the opportunity on the South Dakota prairie um, and how those policies came with an immense, immense cost to their Lakota neighbors. And so I think this is going to be a fascinating talk. I wish it was online because I would surely watch it remotely. Um, but, uh, it should, it, it just sounds so fascinating to me. 
Right. And, you know, uh, speaking on history and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to remember history and it's good that we have places like this that can remind us what happened. Um, cause we have such a short memory, but we also, how far back can you, can you remember? You know, it's like my grandparents, that's, mm -hmm. that's only two generations. And, uh, mm -hmm. what about their parents and their parents and what did they have to do? And, how did they struggle? I mean, there's many stories in our native community, but I don't think um, our our white relatives really know how far, and they don't want to remember a lot of things too because of the trauma. And uh, but we have stories, and we talk about stories as Native Americans about uh, things that happen and our and who our elders are, and we name our elder, we name a lot of our. Uh, a lot of our relatives after our relatives that are yeah. now. So it's, it's, it's different, but it's, it's still, you got to stay in touch with your family to know, you know, people are going to forget us if, if we don't do that and, and forget our, our relatives. Yeah. And you know, so much of our history was lost mm -hmm. when our ancestors were killed because there weren't those to, to hand down the stories or, you know, tell us about our, our ancestors. I mean, uh, growing up, my grandpa told us about, you know, a lot of good stories. He made the, he made the reservation on Standing Rock sound pretty exciting. And, you know, like, wow, there's that little song that says, uh, way down yonder in the, oh, where, how does it, way down yonder, um, riding my horse on riding my horse on the prairie it's just a, a you know it's just a really nostalgic song and um you know he's gone now and right. his his sisters are all gone his brothers are gone so you know we're we're piecing together a lot of our history and i i have a cousin here in the twin cities uh, mona so mona susan power who it's so interesting because her mom was my grandpa's cousin and her, you know, what, she, what Su Mona Susan knows and remembers is similar to what we know and remember, but it's a little bit different. And everybody remembers situations a little bit differently. And so in the last year or so, as we've been talking about different circumstances and di different relatives, like she has a unique perspective about that ancestor and we have a unique perspective and somehow we have to, you know, kind of come to terms with maybe both of those perspectives are the truth, but we're just looking at it from a different way, but that's because we're talking to each other. If, if, yeah. if you don't have those ancestors to share those stories, you know, unfortunately they get lost. And for me, that's really heartbreaking. That isn't the author you're talking about, is it? Because there's a she is the author, yeah, yeah. What's what's the name of her book? It was a really famous uh, book. I have well, it. She, she has um, her first one was um, the Grass Dancer. Yes, yes, that's it. And she just put out a new book. It's I'm gonna just and I'm not being biased. I think it's one of the best books I've ever read. Wow. It's called A Council of Dolls, and it's up for a national book award actually. Wow. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of my family history in there. It's a fictional book. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I read it, I recognized certain things. Um, mm -hmm. And um, it was it was at times kind of hard to read. I had to put it down a couple of times because um, it, it hit close to, you know, to those to home on, on a couple of the stories that that were in there. But it's about um, three native girls and they all have a doll that plays an important part in their life and how, and how that doll played an important part in that life. There's a lot of twists and turns in it, but it, it's an excellent book. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, she, uh, uh, years ago, I took a class, uh, I think it was native American literature and she taught a class at the U. Yep. I remember, yep. I remember meeting her, uh, really interesting. Hey, before we get going, uh, and let you go, I just want to remind everyone out there, Mary, that we're going to be at the, uh, historical society, uh, center tomorrow. Uh, 
at, at one o'clock and we're going to be live on Saturday and we're going to have a, a lot of things happening. Uh, it's free and it's reframing our stories and it has that great, uh, from the Minnesota Historical Society, that great collection of pictures. And it sounds like it's an organic, uh, uh, still uh, in development where people can come up and talk about these paintings and I mean, these pictures and and their family and who who they recognize. So it's going to be exciting to go to this at the History Center in downtown St. Paul. So everyone, if you don't have anything going on tomorrow, stop on down there. Wow, didn't that picture look like straight out of Res Dog? <laughs> <laughs> it sure did. And they were at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, State Senator Mary Kunish, for stopping in and um, talking to us and letting us know what's happening. And it's really important for us to have this conversation. So, again, thank you for coming on. You bet. My, my pleasure. Hope you love. All right, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. At Metro State University, change the world your way. Students learn from expert instructors in high-demand degree programs, including healthcare, technology, cybersecurity, teaching, and business. As one of the most diverse universities in Minnesota, Metro State is a learning community dedicated to equity, inclusion, and anti-racism. Explore 60-plus high-quality bachelor's degree programs at Metro State University's open house events in person October 17th and online October 19th. Sign up at metrostate.edu slash open house. Know your power. Metro State University. It's time to experience the amazing flavors of eatlocalminnesota.com. It's your key to unlocking the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. See how eatlocalminnesota.com can point you to that perfect one-of-a-kind spot. If you're craving barbecue, then don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue, located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis. Scott Jamama's offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. The potato salad, spicy baked beans, and twice-baked potatoes should not be missed. More details at scottjamamas.com. Explore the award-winning, spirited Midwestern flavors at 30 Bales in Hopkins. Priding themselves as a scratch kitchen using the cleanest, most local ingredients they can source, join 30 Bales for lunch, dinner, or their scrumptious weekend brunch. Conveniently located at 1106 Main Street in Hopkins with plenty of free parking. See their menu at 30bales.com. Hi, this is Philip Anthony, the host of the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. I interview many interesting people and listen to their thoughts on how they plan to better our community and to hear their opinions on current events. Join us and get in on the conversation. You can listen to my podcast, The Downright Upright Show with Philip Anthony, wherever you listen to podcasts or at am950radio.com. So come and join me and continue being fantabulous. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl. Good one, Wendy. Hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's been an animal advocate for many years and uh, I've learned so much over the years with you uh, talking about our sacred animals, and I don't know what you got planned for us, but it's kind of a fun fact Friday, but maybe it's going to be something else. Welcome, Wendy. Hey, hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the state and local level and it's always my pleasure to do so and as you said robert today is fun fact Yay. friday Yay! Yay. Yay. <laughs> 
So uh, in our backyard, we have like a little menagerie of little wild animals I come visit because I throw food out and <laughs> seeds and peanuts and corn and all kinds of things. The we have crows. Bird, the crows yeah. were looking for you today. Well, they, yeah, yeah, we have bird feeders and a bird bath. I, by the way, I want to get a heated bird bath for the winter. I yeah. bet you that that online store that you buy things on every day might have one. Oh, no, because yeah. we keep uh, water out in a water dish also that's heated, so we just plug it in and, and leave it. But anyway, I swear I saw like six chipmunks out there today. Wow. Yeah, they're gathering up. It's their time of year. But um, seeing chipmunks scurrying around, some <laughs> people might be tempted to, to catch them and relocate them no. to prevent the little holes they might make in their lawn. Oh. But here's the reason why you shouldn't. Please don't. Relocation isn't a humane solution, especially this time of year. A chipmunk spends the entirety of fall collecting an enormous stash of <laughs> nuts and acorns for its underground larder. <laughs> I never heard that term before, larder. I guess that's their little home. When winter arrives, it retreats into its burrow and eats only food it was able to store in the preceding months. So when you relocate a chipmunk, you take away from its hard-earned stash of winter food, leaving it to starve. Wow. I guess that's not a fun fact, but it is a fact. So right. chipmunks relocated to new areas are also often chased away by competitors and left without any space for warmth and safety. So please leave your chipmunk neighbors in mm. peace. Um, they mean you no harm and they are simply trying to survive. So I think we have chipmunks that live under our front stoop. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's where they are. But I found an article here and here's Lucy. She is here for Fun Fact Friday, 50 Strange and Fascinating Facts About Animals. And this came from Country Living, and it's by Ellen Sturm Nitz. Um, and this goes back quite a few years, but still the facts are the facts, right? Hey, yeah. So let's start with some of the facts. A dog's sense of smell is between 10,000 and 100 times better than a human's. What? Yeah, but they have just one-sixth of our number of taste buds. So they... Uh, I didn't know that they had less That's taste why they buds. Gobble down that crappy food, smelling really fast. Like Wanda, yeah. I don't even think she chews the food. She just like inhales it. Inhales it. She really does. Yeah. yeah. Tigers can eat 40 pounds in a single meal. After such a big meal, they can they can go as long as a week without eating anything. I thought you were going to say they're going to take a cat nap after all. <laughs> I'm that sure food. that they do. 40 pounds is a lot of food. Yeah. That's crazy. I wouldn't eat after that either. <laughs> Horses use their ears and eyes to communicate with each other. Oh. So far, Mr. Ed is only talking horse. He talks to people. I don't know if he talks to other horses. A lot of people don't even know who Mr. Ed is if they're born like before when, do you think? World War <laughs> I mean, I remember Mr. Oh, Ed, and I was a, I was a little kid watching Mr. Ed. He was the talking that He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. Oh my gosh, you know the whole people uh, go left, they left the street and waste their time a day, but Mr. Ed never speaks unless he has something to say. Oh my god! And then there's another <laughs> chorus, but he goes, "I am Mr. Ed." And then he flaps his lips and used to get his teeth, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Robert, that's amazing. <laughs> you married me for a reason. I know. You're not sure, but that might be one. Honeybees can flap their wings 200 times every second. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another thing about honeybees. They uh, hibernate underneath like old leaves oh. and stumps in your yard. So don't. Don't do any cleanup. We got a lot of stumps. Don't. We have a stumpery. So we have our front yard, which is a prairie garden. And we have lots of, always we see so many butterflies, bees, birds, everything out there. But we have what's called a stumpery in our mm -hmm. yard. So a stumpery is just a pile of stumps that are rotting away and like has like a whole little ecosystem in there. Yeah, I can't wait until the 
What would it be? The mm -hmm. oh, there's a dog out there. Oh, there's uh, Wanda for Fun Fact Friday. <laughs> there we go, Wanda. No barking. Quiet. So I'm going to talk about penguins. Certain types of male penguins propose to their females by giving them a pebble, which oh. brings a whole new meaning to the phrase "nice rock." <laughs> the cat like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Robert, our squirrely friends yes. that we have outside. Some white, some gray. Yeah, we have two two or three white al albino squirrels that come from across the street. We're always worried about that. Yeah. They, they seem to they seem to um look both ways though. Squirrels can't vomit or burp. So don't try to blame your picnic lunch belp on one. Belch. Picnic lunch belch on yeah. one. That's what it says. Wow. Ever wonder why flamingos stand on one leg? Never knew that. Yeah, they stand on one leg okay. to stay warm. Keeping one leg close to the body conserves heat. Do you know why? Uh, this is not on this thing, but oh, do you I'll remember? Make, make stuff I'm not going to make it up, but we learned it one time. Why flamingos are pink? Why? Because the most they eat shrimp. That's their most... Oh. Um, what they eat and that's what I makes them that. pink yeah but now that you mention it i know ant eaters can consume thirty-five thousand ants and termites in a single day wow that's really good ant Advarks? odd ard ant eaters aren't aardvarks ant eaters i don't know i'd have to google that i don't know Okay. Birds have a great sense of sight, but a poor sense of smell. So go ahead and put a baby bird back in its nest. The mother bird likely won't smell that a human has touched their kiddo. Because oh, that's, that's like an old know. wives' tale. Like, I think so. Like the bird, you know, the mother will smell the human smell, but they can't because, you know. Oh, here's one about cats. Where's Lucy now that we need her? <laughs> yeah. Meows, meows are not an innate cat language. They develop them to communicate with us. Uh, While cats can make more than 100 different sounds, dogs can only make around 10. When we first got Lucy, she sounded like a bird. Remember that? I know. Now she smokes, sounds like she smokes Marlboros and drinks whiskey. She does. She has a very <laughs> garbly, grouchy sounding meow. But she's old. She's 17. What do you want from a cat who's oh. 17? A blue whale's blowhole can spray water 30 feet in the air. Cool. Yeah, that's crazy, that's isn't it? That's a good one. Here we go. African buffalo herds are uh, democratic and feminist. Mm. Only adult females can vote for which way to travel. Um, the indicate... Uh, they indicate their choice by standing up, looking in one direction, and then lying back down. A whale stands uh, up? That's a, um, no, the African buffalo. Oh. Yeah, the herds are democratic and feminist. I like that. Well, that was a good one. Hey, yeah. thanks, Wendy. Uh, again, you've been listening to Fun Facts Friday with Wendy Pilot. We'll see you Monday. You, we're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I Am Awake, and uh, check out our live show on Saturday. Ooh, free Leonard Peltier. Now. I am the